welcome to the ABI online radio show where you're about to hear from industry experts that will share their stories and advice on how you too can learn from their expertise and life's experiences. And now it's time for the next interview, so let's get on with the show. So today we've got a returning speaker to the show and it's Andrew Jobling. And if you've listened to the previous um, interview, you'll understand that Andrew is an ex-footy player published author and professional speaker and mentor. So uh, I won't go over the, the introduction again, you can listen to that, but I'll also invite Andrew to tell us a little bit more about himself today. So, so Andrew, hopefully that introduction um, told the story and gave the, the listeners a, a bit of an insight of what you're about and um, where you came from, but do you want to just expand on that a little bit? Just tell us, you know, what really um, got you started and why you do what you do. Oh, thanks, Fred, and it's always good to talk to you. Um, yeah, look, I, uh, I've always been one of those people that uh, right from a very young age that have always been quite a spontaneous sort of person. I think when I see something that I'd like, I, I sort of tend not to overanalyze things and, and I have a go at it. And, and as a young kid, I, I was a middle child. I don't know if you are, uh, Fred, but I was a bit of an attention seeker. Always, it was about me, always looking for attention. And I remember... Nah. <laughs> as a young, as a kid, I just remember going, and totally unfounded, totally, uh, you know, like there was no logic behind this decision. But I thought I'm going to be a footballer. I want to play football. I want to be, you know, famous. I want to be a professional footballer. And at the time, you know, I was when I was younger, I was quite a sickly kid. I was quite a skinny kid. I was quite a sooky little kid. I was one of those kids you like to slap. I was just I was just lucky that my parents didn't slap which was good um and uh, and and honestly i wasn't really all that talented but i just i made i don't know i just got this idea in my head that i'm going to be a footballer and i just started visualizing it and i started thinking about it i started talking about it and and i just started getting into i guess working working you know every spare second i would have a footy in my hand and if i wasn't kicking a footy outside i'd kick a pair of socks around the house and or a balloon around the house i'd pretend i was a superstar Few, there was a few casualties, a few broken vases along the way, but you know, my mum understood that was all part of the process of becoming a professional footballer. And uh, you know, I just worked and dreamed and visualised. And and at the age of sixteen, I was invited to come and train at St Kilda Footy Club, which is a professional club in Melbourne. And then for the next seven years, I I had a, I guess I call myself an unlikely athlete, um, a seven-year career as a professional footballer. And you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons that came out of that. And, and one of the reasons why I wrote my newest book, which has just been released kicking on is because I wanted to share some of those messages for people that might have aspirations, whether they be sporting aspirations or any other aspirations that it doesn't really matter. Really doesn't matter how unlikely it may seem or how unsuited you may be. It's possible with, with the right, following the right principles and, and working and persistence. And then um, from from that, my career sort of then rolled into, I rolled into a, a fitness industry career. I was a personal trainer for many years. Um, I got very inspired about uh, you know, nutrition, decided to buy a cafe, which was probably the dumbest decision I've made in my life so far, which put me two years later in nearly $100,000 debt. And at that stage of my life, I then made probably the most illogical decision of my life, and that was to write a book. And... Um, at the time, I you know I was working in two businesses. I was working seven days a week. I was not 
not someone who I'd never thought about writing a book up until that decision. I didn't really read. I wasn't that academic. You know, there's so many reasons when you, when I look back as to why writing a book was just not, not a smart thing to do. But I thought, no, I can do that. And um, two years after that decision, I had two published books. Both became bestsellers. Both went on to sell over 100,000 copies. And, and that sort of sparked a, a new passion for me. And, and now I'm sitting here with my sixth published book just released. I now help people write books. I do a lot of speaking, do a lot of traveling. Life's pretty cool. So I guess that's, that's a nutshell, Fred. But, you know, my, you know, I just want to inspire people to get up and have a go. You know, that's, that's my main message is just Stop talking yourself out of things. Stop overanalyzing things. Stop, stop using excuses as to why you can't and start to think about why you can and why you will and, and get into action. I think with a little bit of focus, a bit of belief and a bit of action, it, it's amazing what can happen. I, I, I noticed going back a bit, um, one of your book titles was um, Eat Chocolate, Drink Alcohol and Be Lean and Healthy. Correct. <laughs> It kind of sounds like it's a, there's a conflict there somewhere. <laughs> well, that was my first book, and and, that, and I'll tell you where that came from. I've been um, learning a lot about nutrition, and I've read a lot of books, and, and honestly, most of them were really stressful, really complicated. And I was reading books about, you know, don't eat carbs after three and don't combine this food with that and make sure you weigh this and measure that, and if your blood type's this, don't do that. And, and it was all just... It was all too difficult, and I thought it can't be this hard to eat well. And so I just did a lot of research, and I did a lot of thinking, and and I just want to simplify the process of good nutrition. I mean, let's face it, Fred, at the end of the day, if someone told you you can't drink alcohol, you can't eat chocolate, what would you say to them? Uh, Watch me. Yeah, exactly. So stick it. Exactly, you watch me. You know, you're not going to – you know, as a personal trainer, I tried uh, – in futility so many times to uh, to try and get people to stop drinking and stop binging and stop indulging. And I realized that's futile. There's no, there's no way known I can stop people doing it. So I started to start like, giving them permission. And for the condition, there's always a condition. And the condition is that, you know, if you create good habits, you know, eat breakfast, snack regularly, eat right foods, eat natural, like stuff we all know anyway. If you create the right habits, then a little bit of indulgence is, is not going to harm you. It's, if anything, it's just going to make the process of eating and more enjoyable. Now, cause there's, there's times when I love a beer. There's times when, you know, I love chocolate, you know, but I think the key message in the book is don't let that decision to indulge be a craving or an emotional decision if you eat the right way then you'll make better choices so when you do decide to have chocolate or alcohol then it'll be a, a healthy choice you know it'll be a social thing or yeah I'll, I'll have a little bit of chocolate because i enjoy it not because i i, I desperately need it so that that was the main message there and that that was actually a very very successful book so uh, yeah that was the one that really kicked it all off for me and now this is what your sixth sixth book is it or seventh? Sixth well, book? it's my eighth book, but it's a sixth published oh. book. I've got two e-books as well, so yeah, this is kicking on is number six. And um, yeah, oh, look, I think it's I'm really happy with it. I think it's my best so far, which you would hope. Um, and so how yeah, do you come up with the, how do you come up with the topics or the ideas to you know to, because obviously there's a lot of pages in each of the books and a lot of writing gets in you know, involved in that. So how do you come up with the topics? And well, you know, you get good at just 
talking, you know, <laughs> I, I love talking, mate. You know, as a middle child, put me in front of an audience and it's hard to shut me up. Um, look, I guess my one of my main, um, I guess what's important to me is that I would only talk about or, or teach something that I've done myself. Um, I don't like to try and hypothesise or talk theory to people. I, you know, I want to talk to people about stuff that, that I've done that works, that has got me results. And, and as I, I guess I look back at, you know, my life and I just think oh, I'm not, I'm not anything special. Please don't, don't get that from what I'm saying. Um, but I do think, and I believe this of everyone, by the way, I, you know, I really believe everyone's got a story that will impact the world. They just have to, Firstly, get over themselves, get over, get over their maybe low self-esteem and put it out there. I'm fortunate enough that I don't have a self-esteem issue. I think I'm pretty good, and I think, and I'm pretty proud of play professional football. I'm pretty proud of what I had to go through to play professional football. There's a lot of lessons there. From you know, at 17, I got knocked out and carried off on the stretcher in my first senior game of footy. I got back up and kept going. Um, after I played one senior game in 1983, I didn't play another one for 20 months. So I had to just keep persisting and hanging on and keep working, keep turning up. Like these are lessons in life, you know, these are, and, and as I look back, I thought, well, there's some lessons here that I think would benefit people. And, and the best way to teach what I found is through stories. You know, if I can tell my story of being carried off on a stretch and getting absolutely cleaned up and have a bit of a laugh at that, but then tell the story of how I, you know, limped out of a hospital bed and, you know, was at training the next week. And um, I think there's something, there's more, rather than tell people what to do, I'd rather try and inspire them through what I've done. And, and you know, as I say, I think there's lessons all around us. We've just got to open our eyes and you see them. And there's content for books everywhere. So that's why I think, you know, I'll, I'll keep writing until I'm 100 years old because there's always... Every day brings brings new lessons and new new things into your life that that you can be inspired by and can be a you know foundation of a new book. So tell us about the new book. What's like what's different? What's the, what's obviously it's a motivational book of sorts, but I haven't read it. So to, um, tell us about it and what's what the contents of that. Well, look, I, my message. The message is my message. My message is no matter how unlikely something may seem, it's possible. You know, you can achieve success. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're tall, short, skinny, fat, old, young, you know, whatever you, the limitations we place on ourselves or other people place on us are not the reasons why we wouldn't be successful. And my message in the book is very much that, it doesn't matter where you are, where you live, what your education is, what your age is, what your background is, what your circumstances are. If you want to be a professional athlete, if you want to be a published author, if you want to be a successful business person, if you want to climb Mount Everest, if you want to swim the English Channel, if if you want to, you know, be a, a famous singer, actor, if you want to build a foundation, if you want whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. If you follow some basic principles then you'll get the result. And really, the, that's the book. The book, in a nutshell, is saying start. it starts with a vision, it then starts with some, you know, dealing with belief, and then it, it's all about getting into action. You know, and becoming a professional sportsman is not about talent, which a lot of people think it is. It's about um, work. 
It's about consistency. It's about improvement. It's about effort. It's about staying focused. It's about a vision. That's what it's about. Becoming a published author is not about talent. I can tell you that for a fact because I had no ability when it came to writing. Becoming a published author is about a vision. It's about belief. It's about action. It's about consistency. I mean, so when you think about anything, you know, it's the same process. It's about a vision. It's about belief. It's about action. It's about persistence. It's about focus. That's what it is. So no matter what the aspiration is, anything is possible no matter how unlikely it may seem, if we follow some universal and, you know, centuries-old principles that, that will predictably and reliably lead to success. That's what the book's about. But, it's, but it, you know, it's, it's entertaining, it's fun, because, I mean, I was pretty clueless, and, and I was pretty, you know, I, I laughed at the fact that I played, was it sink it for seven years? Like, how did that happen? Uh, and I pinch myself today that I'm a published author. I go, how did that happen? But you make a decision, you take some action, and it's incredible what you can achieve. Yeah, and there's no there's no step backwards. Like you learn from every step along the journey. Because um, you know, as you said, you've made a few mistakes, but you've learned all the way. Everything that happens, I believe, is is a good thing. Everything, you know, I bought a cafe. I worked, and and in addition to running a personal training business. For the next two years, I worked seven days a week, and that cafe ended up losing, you know, going. I, I ended up in about $100,000 debt. And I look back at that, and I'm not angry. I'm not, I don't regret anything. I think of that, that was just an expensive lesson. Like, um, but it was a lesson. And, and I just, you know, there's, we've all, we all make dumb decisions, and we all do things that lead us to somewhere where we may not necessarily want to be. But, I think if we can look at it and go, okay, so what was the lesson here or what's the positive out of this, then there's always one there, always something positive that will come out. So, yeah, I, you know, I agree that that's, that's success. Success is the people that can overcome the most failure and manage the, the most disappointment. That's success. So besides being a published author, you're also a, a speaker, but what, what other strings do you have to your boat? Um, yeah, so... I'm an author. Obviously, I do a lot of speaking, and 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 so now I, I actually mentor authors or aspiring authors. And um, like at the moment with this new book, one of the things I really want to focus on is teenagers. Um, you know, and I just think you know they're the ones that are just launching out into a life, and they've got the whole world in front of them. And before they, before they get slapped around by life. Um, it would be good to, to plant and sow a seed into their heads about, you know, anything's possible, just just work and work and, and, and believe and, and don't talk to the wrong people and make sure you get you surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, I think there, there's so much in, you know, the, the youth of today that that's where it's leading. So I do a lot of, I'm starting to do a lot of stuff now in schools and, um Look, there's a lot of stuff. I've got online programs. I do a lot of Skyping. I do a lot of travelling to run workshops. Um, you know, I've got a few other business things that I do. Look, I mean, life's fun now, Fred. Look, I did. I worked my backside off as a trainer and in a cafe, and I decided it's not just about working hard anymore. Now it's time to start working smarter, and uh, and that's what I'm doing. And it's a lot more fun to work hard and smart rather than just work hard. I can tell you that for a fact. And you you still get time to put pen to paper. It's, it's amazing. Oh, every day, every day. I don't understand how. So so does that mean that you've actually got a like a a set um, 
schedule, so to speak. So you say, this hour in the day, I'm just going to write, you know, a chapter or 200 words or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's just, well, that's it. It's not even a time, but it's just a habit now. It's like, you know, everything, every success I have had, and I look back, is just the result of creating the right habit. And, 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 I, and I look at people that are frustrated with their health or frustrated with, you know, a lot of people that I, I'm working with writing a book, they're frustrated because their book's not moving or they're frustrated with their business or, and it's simply because they've got bad habits, you know, and, and there's two ways you're going to create a habit, either deliberately or unconsciously. So we either deliberately, so I deliberately choose to write every day and I write 500 words a day. It's not a lot, but, but if I write 500 words every day for a whole year, that's, that's close to 190,000 words, which is effectively three books. So, and that takes me half an hour. Now, that's not a big commitment. Right? That's not a massive interruption to my day. So, but it's easy to also put it off and putting it off becomes a habit. And, and it's like getting up and exercising. I do that every day. Um, do I love it? No, I don't love it. Um, do I want to feel like writing every day? No, I don't feel like writing every day, but that's irrelevant. What's relevant, if I want a published book, I need to write it. If I want to be lean, fit, and healthy, I need to exercise. If I want, if I want to build a business, I need to get on the phone and make make phone calls. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's what for me. I understand the power of habit, and what I'm trying to do is now talk to other people about this incredible power of create deliberately creating good habits. Because if you don't deliberately decide to do something by default, you'll just decide not to. And you won't even realise that what you've just done is started to reinforce a habit of giving up or making excuses or or letting or justifying or letting yourself off the hook. That also becomes a habit. So um, it's very important that anyone listening to this is very important that you deliberately, if you want, to, if you've got a goal to achieve something, create a daily habit. And creating a daily habit is not easy, especially when it's not an unconscious thing like we all can brush our teeth and we all we never think about brushing our teeth because it that's been an established habit for many many years but right at the very start when you're a kid it wasn't that so easy and if you if you're not sure just go and ask your mum how hard it was to get you to brush your teeth but now you don't think about it and and so it's the things are important to us I think we need to create habits and it's going to take a couple of months of focus to to do stuff and do it when we don't feel like doing it to create the habit that will give us the result that will give us the life we want. Yeah, I think I think I read somewhere that it takes um, sixty four times for that a habit to actually become embedded. So it's no longer a habit; it's just normal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think it's sixty. I've heard sixty. Well, we've all heard twenty one days to create a habit, but that's not enough. Um, yeah. I've heard sixty three days. So the first twenty one days gets it sort of conscious. Um, but you don't want conscious, you want unconscious. So that's the, the next 21 days really starts to embed it. And then the, the final 21 days really uh, reinforces that as an unconscious habit. So if you can hang on and you can do something every single day for 63 days, then you're pretty close to having an unconscious and a properly established habit. And and I just did that with my writing and now it's, it's, it's an unconscious thing. I get up, I do what I do, I spend 20, 30 minutes writing 500 words and that's done for the day. I can tick the box and I've done it. I've done my exercise for the day. I've ticked that box. I've done my writing for the day. I've ticked that box. I do my calls for the day. I do all this in the morning. Um, and it's 
it's not hard. It doesn't take long. It just takes focus yep. for a period of time to create the habit, mm-hmm. and then it's just like brushing your teeth. It's just what you do. I think you'll come up with a working title for your next book, The Power of Habit. I think there's probably a few other books out there with the same title, but but it, look, it's just such a power. It is incredible. It's habit. And it's a scary word, um, but it's that is success, habit. That's it's Success and failure is around habit. It's not luck. You know, you get a lot of people that end up sick or broke and they think it's luck. It's not luck. It's habit. Um, and then you look at people that are, that are astrono- astronomically successful and go, oh, they're so lucky. It's got nothing to do with luck. You know, I used to get people, when I was training people, come up to me and say, oh, you're so lucky. You know, you've just got good genes. You've just got a good body. And I was like, you've got to be kidding, don't you? You know how hard I work every single day to achieve this lucky body? It's crazy what people think. Nothing is luck. It's all yeah. habit. So habit is the word. Habit is definitely the word. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at, you go back to your footy days and you look at the physique of most of the footballers, you know, like that's, um, that's work. It's not, they just didn't, weren't built like that. You know? No, so it's, it's very few that. people, very, very, very few people actually just have the natural physique or natural fitness or natural ability. For most people, it takes daily commitment, daily discipline, daily activity to, to make it happen. Yeah, no, it's a, I agree. Um, is there any final words you'd like to share with the, the listeners and, you know, to encourage them to make contact with you? or, or well, Look, I think, um, yeah, thanks, Fred. I would love to encourage people to stop overanalyzing things. I would love to encourage, because we've all, every single person, I guarantee if you're listening to this, you something in your life you want whether it's to be leaner, fitter, healthier, happier, more money, more time, more, you know, some sort of aspiration. We all want something more. And I just, I want to encourage people just to naively believe that it's possible. Just why not? Why not believe that you can rather than believe that you can't? Why not say that you can rather than say that you can't? Why not expect success rather than expect mediocrity? You know, because it's a big beautiful world out there and we're only here once and it's a short it's a short time on this planet and the last thing I've ever I've always said to myself I don't ever want to live with regret I've always I'd rather try and fail or trial and stuff it up than not try at all and so I just want to encourage people you can look you might look at yourself and go well I there's no way I could write a book or there's no way I could be a athlete or there's no way but say well how could I be start saying stuff how could I be an author how could I be an athlete how could I build a successful business what would I need to do and if one of those things you know if 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 this is sort of pressing some buttons then one of those things I would recommend you do is contact me because I'd love to help I'd love to firstly encourage you and, and give you some belief that you can do it no matter what it is. And I can do that. I mean, I know I can give anyone belief because if I can be a professional footballer, if I can be a published author, the best-selling published author, I know anyone can do it because I know it's not about ability. It's just about following some simple steps. So, um, yeah, look, I'd love people to contact me. I'm at andrewjobling.com.au. That's Andrew Jobling, and Jobling's J-O-B-L-I-N-G.com.au. Um, you know, I'd love you to get a, your hands on my new book, which is available on my website. Um, I'd love to offer a free Skype session, which is go to the contact section of my website. Um, and I'd love to have a chat to you and, and see if there's any way that, uh, that I can help you achieve that dream, whatever it may be. Well, there's lots of offers there. So, I mean, if there's something... 
bet it doesn't do it. I don't know what what people are missing out on. So you know, I'd certainly encourage them to um, get motivated and, and make contact so that you know you can take them to the next level. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, Andrew, I think um, that's another great conversation. Oh, and just for the listeners' benefit, there, if they look at the other um, interviews that we've done in the past, we have interviewed Andrew previously, and that was another great interview. So I'd encourage you to go back and have a listen to that one as well, if you haven't already. So, um, with that, Andrew, thanks for your time today. It's been another magic session. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate your time. Uh, it's been great. Thanks, mate. Just a quick reminder that if you are an expert in your field and you want to share your knowledge, then simply go to our website, radio.abi.com.au, and register your interest. You can also listen to more experts share their stories and expertise at the same address, radio.abi.com.au. Look forward to seeing you there. Take care and have a fantastic day.